You know, oh. thinking about it, I already yeah. did my letterbox review. I should have just said more like "but." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. You can yeah. watch it again. I could go in and edit it, probably. Uh, yeah, but what will what would your fans say? It's me, <laughs> me rereading it, going, "What a hack!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Let's let's start this. Uh, yeah. We're recording, right? Yeah. Okie dokie. <clears throat> Welcome to Vulgarat Tours, where we discuss the filmographies of genre filmmakers. Uh, we are currently in our miniseries on the films of Antoine Fuqua. Today we're discussing his second film, Fate. I am Paco. I'm Jason. And, and I was miserable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a stinker. I had a couple of just why did Paco do this to us uh, feelings throughout the movie. Yep. Um, yep. I, I have to say we both uh, we watched it separately, but we both had to take a break halfway through mm-hmm. um, because this is a long ordeal that should work on paper like it sounds fun. And then there's moments of fun. And then you're just like, God, it's been 45 minutes and it's just kind of lumbering up the stairs a bit, you know? It's so hard when a movie is this bad. I think it's been since Transformers that Mm. I've had to take this many breaks because if I have a bad movie on in the background, I'll just go on Twitter and like, you know, tell some politician that they can suck my balls or something. Mm -hmm. But when it's but not jesse the body ventura obviously oh no of course not jesse yeah. rules uh, I mean, he's a he's a frequent listener collaborator yeah. he called he called him it's no big deal but and in exchange i voted for him uh we're a blue state you know it's fine yeah. uh i xeroxed my ballot a couple of times and then put him in as the president uh eight times fuck yeah voter fraud for yeah. jesse fuck yeah fuck yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but when i'm actually watching a movie for this where i feel like i need to have intelligent and coherent things to say about it yeah uh it's so hard when a movie's this bad to just keep watching it it's like yeah. uh what's the method in clockwork orange oh uh, yeah the the uh cell the where the eyes are propped open and he's forced to watch these violent images to hopefully cure him of the ultra violence in his mind mm-hmm. uh, and reprogram him but instead it simply subliminally fucks him up even more in a different way yeah that's kind of bait <laughs> yeah i can't think of the name of the technique in that but yeah it felt like that same kind of torture um <sighs> this was like Michael Bay level bad. I guess we should yeah. get it. Um, yeah. Um, this is, I, yeah. Is this Jamie Foxx's first leading role? Um, obviously he was in, in living color and he, he's a been a reporter too. Yes. He, but like a first movie. Cause he's in like yeah. Sunday and he's in booty call. Well, uh, I feel like he was a stand-up comedian, and this was kind of his breakout movie to make him into the like Will Smith, uh, you know, model. Because this kind of looks like Enemy of the State. The uh, is that the Tony Scott movie, or is that um, yeah, 
Tony Scott. Like it, even like the poster uh, looks super similar, like blue and TVs and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. guys on a run and stuff. Um, and that's why I feel like a lot of the narrative kind of falls apart, or at least like the characterization of who Jamie Foxx is portraying. Um, because he just like, there's a lot of weird humor that's super inconsistent and you never kind of get a feel for the character. And well, I feel like they needed to add so much humor because he's Jamie Foxx. He's from this, you know? And it's, it's interesting because at this point in time, Jamie Foxx was not, uh, you know, did he win the Oscar for Ray? I feel like Oscar I winner, think, Jamie Foxx. Well, yeah. Or it was collateral. Did he not win for collateral? I'm pretty maybe sure it was, it was for Ray. Ray. Uh, right on. But at this point, he was just a comedian. Like, he wasn't a dramatic actor yet. Uh, it was what do you Rudy. mean, just a comedian? What is the deal? Sorry. just I'm, but, I'm thinking of what Evan will say when he hears that. But what I'm saying is, I think there was the expectation that he needed to do a bunch of comedy bits in this movie Mm -hmm. because he's the guy from in living color and booty call. And, uh, it clearly was written by a bunch of white guys. Uh, um, that's what I was assuming. Cause a lot of the humor feels like it's on brand to be this over the top black humor where they're doing things that are not as much specific as they are vague enough for a broad audience in that demographic. That makes sense. Kind of like, um, like a Tyler Perry movie. And one of the filmmakers that we, we were, we were thinking of exploring at some point, but it's just a complicated filmmaker because there's so many ways you could look at his work. Um, and this one kind of has that strange, uh, flavor to it as well, where there's so many like race doesn't play a huge factor. Like, I don't remember any part in the movie where, it's overtly stated like anything is, is talked about or there's no like racism, but Mm -hmm. yet you have like these white characters in um, power roles who are bossing uh, black men around. And then especially in the uh, black lives matter movement that we're in now is especially an interesting lens to view this movie because coincidentally all of the white people in power who are cops or feds are fucking stupid as nails and are rash and act out like David Morse is kind and of are an constantly empty... breaking the law. Like they're breaking the law and like putting people in stupid harms way. like the idea of having Jamie Foxx's bait is a sh- shitty, a completely shitty way to start a movie and have that be you know, mm-hmm. oh, they're the good guys who are really doing it to this guy who, like, shouldn't be in this circumstance. Like, he's not a bad guy, and he's not, like, a hero, but he's not really a character. Like, there's no real characters in the movie, you know? Yeah, he's... Normally in a movie like this, and the weird thing is, Jamie Foxx has a lot of charisma. Like, he's, he's amazing. He's kind of like Will Smith, where you might not like the movie, but normally he's got a screen presence where you're like, hell yeah, I'm on board, uh... But in this, he doesn't... Whatever he's doing, it feels like a caricature, not a character. And uh, because of that, the audience can't really connect and get on board, I don't think. Like, I never really cared. Um, And it's one of those movies that feels like it should work on paper because it does have these interesting themes of 
like government overreach and i mean it's a film about the unauthorized use of the government for its own purposes on like a black man like on a very basic level that's what it is he does not consent to be turned into bait for a super killer and the government yeah. decides that even though it's not legal, they're going to do it anyway without even asking him for his consent. Um, yeah. Which, in a different movie, could be really interesting to explore. Even like a stupid action movie. You yeah. could do more with that, but... Well, this is an action comedy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's literally... But it floats in this middle area where it's not funny... Except for the jailhouse uh, shit scene, which I loved. I enjoyed very much, but God damn it. Um, it was just it was so funny. I mean, Jamie Foxx is like, like your ass is mad at you. Like, it's like your ass wants a divorce from you. Like, it's mm. just little bits where you're like, this is so funny because it's so stupid. And he sells it really well. And it's like moments of levity in this otherwise like dull movie. And I think that's one of the worst parts about it is it's like it has all of the good ingredients that you'd want. Like a great cast. Um, and of course, David Morse and Doug Hutchison in the second movie in 2000 together with the Green Mile. Because mm-hmm. uh, what's his face was uh, Doug Hutchison was the like bad Percy or something. Who's the guard who was like the evil, crazy person. I thought that maybe uh, Doug Hutchison improvised all of his lines and stuff and they just filmed him after hours because he's notoriously a creep and creepy allegedly in real life like crazy and he kind of plays up with that like he always he's known primarily for um x-files as was he tombs who would like be able to fit in small spaces did you ever see that episode maybe he's like mr mr tombs and they're like Mulder and scully are investigating this killer who like will break into a locked room and like kill someone or something it's because he can like manipulate his body and contort it uh oh yeah yeah i remember that that. he's like kind of now in this era especially too he's he's creepy looking like he's he's also uh was he in uh, lexi alexander's punisher Warzone, where he was jigsaw or was he no he wasn't jigsaw uh mcnulty was jigsaw Uh, oh he was looney bin jim yes dude he is a he's a scene chewer like you just you kind of and he has that kind of weird magnetism to this role because he's kind of like a if hannibal lecter instead of lusting after like flesh lusted after gold Mm -hmm. you know like he's really weirdly like james bond villainy mixed with like serial killer like kevin spacey he had serious kevin spacey vibes on multiple kevin spacey vibes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I felt like, again, his character is this mastermind that we never know anything about, really. Yeah. And with that, he's just kind of flat and forgettable. The cartoon, because he's like, why do you want the gold? Oh, maybe your wife has cancer and she has to bathe in gold. I don't know. Like, something stupid. Yeah. Or is it just a power like the Joker thing from the Dark Knight where it's like he just wants the gold to, you know, burn it or whatever, you know, because he's like doing all sorts of shit just to get, you know, 42. He he does like late 90s 
computers can do anything magic uh, the whole movie. Hackers, so, dude. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Like, he starts the movie... Dude, I wish we watched Hackers. Uh, Me too. Oh, yeah, I was daydreaming about Hackers. God, I, gotcha. I was like, I wish Matthew Lillard just like rollerbladed through here. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> in his naked aggression shirt and he's like mm-hmm. he has like the most californian accent he looks like he's he was a member of the ramones who was kicked out because he had a californian accent ah uh, not even the ramones because he's blonde i think he looks like uh i would say lee what's uh snyder from uh, twisted sister d snyder in it's like D. Snyder meets the guy who dropped out of college after two weeks, but still comes around the dorms every day and like tries to mooch acid from people. Oh, like, yeah, that's his vibe. And like listens to Sublime, especially at that time, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I don't think people listen to Sublime anymore, but that motherfucker listened to Sublime. I certainly don't practice uh, Santeria. Yeah, and I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but if I had a million dollars... I'd save it and invest it wisely. Um, totally. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but fuck, yeah, I wish we were walking, watching Hackers. That is legitimately an amazing movie that uh, is, a, is a treasure, really. it's mm-hmm. I, I hope that um, all across the world right now at this very moment, someone's cracking over, open like a dvd case or a a weird file on their computer that has that movie in it you know it's a masterpiece but yeah, yeah. uh but yeah bait uh so basically you... there's a mastermind he's bad he kills people and he goes underground and the only person who has a clue dies <laughs> uh as jamie fox's cellmate uh Partly from shitting himself to death and partly from a heart attack. Um, it was like Dumb and Dumber where it was like the, the bigger guy was like, my ulcer, my ulcer, yeah. when they gave him like rat poison or whatever. It was mm-hmm. literally that scene. Just yeah. it's, poop. It's bad. And then Jamie Foxx goes to jail and 18 months later, the government gets him out uh, under false pretenses with an implant. And the idea is they're going to put it out on the internet discreetly that Jamie Foxx knows where the gold is. Which the guy only said, like, just tell my wife it's the Bronx Zoo. We always used to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bronx Zoo, there's no place like home. Uh, yeah. And so that five seconds of plot somehow <laughs> takes up 30 fucking minutes of this two hour long movie. Like that uh, riddle could have been solved if he had just been like, like, did he tell everyone like, oh, he said it was at the Bronx Zoo, look behind home. Yeah, but then this because random person at the library, spoilers, at the very end of the movie, looks in two seconds book? randomly. <laughs> like, this motherfucker's supposed to be a computer <laughs> genius and he can't invent Google? Like... He's too busy wanting to, like, kill people and smelt himself. Yeah, uh, God... Holy but, fuck, dude. I that is such a big plot hole. <laughs> I just and holy shit. But then Jamie Foxx goes through like hanging out with his brother and his ex-girlfriend 
uh, slash current girlfriend, finds out he has a kid. Like, I take, I took a couple pages of notes that I'm not even going to look at because fuck this movie. Yeah, likewise. Um, I only um, wrote like two pages. I was just kind of, I doodled, to be honest. I was working actually on a sketch of Jamie Kennedy um, that looks really good. Yeah. And I also wrote Mango um, 80 times on one page. <laughs> Dude. You remember that sex scene where he's just like, Mango! No. Oh. Gosh, I think I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> I mean, I I watched this movie like four days ago, and so much of it has already been wiped from my mind because I hate it. Um <laughs> And there's like a couple action set pieces, uh, like the but feds. They're not remarkable. Like, That's the thing. Like, like that, it's frustrating how unremarkable. Like I, the replacement killers was so fucking cool, so good. But clearly, I think we have to put a lot of that on John Woo uh, directing the second unit action, because in this, it's just flat and bland and not ever exciting and just random and not thought out like when you meet jamie fox's character him and um is it mike epps plays his brother i uh, think so but like they're robbing a shrimp factory or something and right away i was like okay does this character kind of like a ratso rizzo or is he uh like is he like uh developmentally like disabled or is there something other like it was like forced gump uh Bubba Gump shrimp thing. It was just like, oh, they're robbing a shrimp thing, and he's gonna be bait like a shrimp thing, and it's gonna mm-hmm. come back in later in the movie. That I don't know. Th- there's gonna be some quirk to his character of like, oh, he always smells like fish. I don't know something stupid. And well, because he does keep it. bringing up prawns, and he's like, prawns are like but five shrimp the, in one. Did was his but, dad a fisherman? No. Like, where did like? It's kind of like the coffee thing from Stephen King's The Green Mile, where it's like your coffee not spelled like the you know drink or whatever mm-hmm. it's such a weird idiosyncrasy that doesn't go anywhere like there's doesn't add to his character other than like he's construed as weak to all of these people in other positions and overruled that he'll ever make something of himself but really he's a prawn like a big he's not a little tiny little bay shrimp he's mm-hmm. a prawn which is like three shrimps put together you know is that what is literally the only kind of you know bit to his character it's weird I think that's kind of the idea. Are you familiar with, I think it's called the blender. Let me see if I can pull it up. That's the glass uh, thing that has blades on the bottom that you put fruit into? Uh, yes. Um, I think so, I'm, yep. I think I uh, something. Alex Ross Perry, uh, the director, uh, talks about the blender uh, as a concept, uh, which is essentially... Um, it's a character tick in a movie where it's an inexplicable thing that's their thing, uh, which uh, the blender is from Enemy of the State, uh, where he just, Will Smith keeps talking about how he really likes his blender, you know? Um, Weird. And so the Because prons- there's nothing else to the character? It's just kind of like, oh, that's the only thing that stands out. Well, it's not quite that. To- it's the idea that... Uh, it gives the character some depth because you have an idea of like, Oh, this character has like some funny wants and needs. Like 
characters can't sure. just say exactly what they need, but it's like, oh, you know, he just wants, I would say, I just want to go home and drink some coffee, you know? Like, yeah. uh, the Sethbian must exhume these feelings from the viewers. Yeah, but it's just, uh, it's kind of a hack, a way of trying to add some metaphorical depth. Yeah. Uh, it's and, like chocolate chipping these like little pieces into blank characters, and then the cookie still sucks because there's no sugar in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like, cool. So when I think about this movie 10 years from now, I may remember that there is something about Shrimp and Jamie Foxx, but I don't remember. <laughs> you know, and, like... In, in other movies, it works. So I don't want to say it's necessarily hacky. I think it's hacky in this particular movie. Um, uh, because, again, what does Jamie Foxx want or need? He wants to just... Eventually, he wants to get his life back on track. But he doesn't have deeper wants or needs than just basic like well, none of the characters survival. Do. Like that includes the federal agent, like David Morse doesn't have any needs. And you'd think that like, okay, at the end of the movie, he's going to kind of reap the rewards of his bullshit of like, he'll be shot or he'll sacrifice himself mm -hmm. for Jamie Foxx's character. And really no, no consequences, no, anything. It just kind of ends. And he's like, they're all archetypes of like, okay, Doug Hutchison, you have to be just maniacal and weird and creepy and stuff but there's nothing else to it just you doing quick whips around and with your cool shades on i don't know it's just empty Do like any of the characters grow no uh, they like, don't jamie fox gets money halfway through the movie because they're trying to keep him from going back to doing cons and he gives it away uh so at the end when he has more money and he does the right thing it doesn't matter because like it's not like Jamie Foxx is a greedy character uh, who needs to learn to become a better person and share. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is already a guy who's trying to right his wrongs and is already giving shit away. Like, what is his growth? Uh, and he already he conned the feds, too, at the park with his brother. Yeah. So it's really like it's not like he's like. No, he's going to I just can't think of anything like even like his girlfriend character. There's nothing. Don't remember her name. Her needs are basically this misogynistic thing of like, you have to get your life back on track. And it's just strange. She's kind of like this non-character in a weird way where she she's kind of the mother archetype thing of like, mm -hmm. oh, I love you, but you just you can't support me. You can't support your child and you're just a loser and I want what's best for you. And it's kind of just a, it, it was such a one note dull character that was just like so two dimensional where it was like, OK, uh, maybe the kid will be the like spark. But there was no real relationship on screen, you know, with him and the character and or the kid enough, mm -hmm. you know, there well, wasn't the like a Forrest like Gump a moment. Maybe like the kid's That's, so yeah, young the, that it could, but the baby could have been like shrimp in his first <laughs> words, you know, like it could have been something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There was no drive. Cause it's just like Doug Hutchison. Don't know why he's crazy or what he really wants the gold for. It's just, he wants gold. And then Jamie Foxx wants all of these things, but it's not like there was a rock bottom part where like he lost a leg or like, 
Yeah, there's, I, I think the rock bottom, and one of the things with this movie is because it's balancing the characters, they can't decide who has the rock bottom. And David Morse ends up getting the rock bottom moment uh, because his plan falls apart and the Fed gets rigged with like a claymore or whatever and blows up that hotel room. Ooh, that bad explosion. Oh my God. Yeah. That was like 97 sci-fi channel bad. It was something. This movie somehow cost $50 million. Dude, in... how the fuck? Like, where did that money go? It, it's two hours what? of film. They must have shot a shitload of film because two hours of this movie was brutal like you said transformers earlier like that mm-hmm. type of brutal where it was like this was basically the transformers movie without any action scenes but more of people driving talking bad joking like it's I'm, weird how bad this was especially like, going from replacement killers to this was weird like that disparity is really strange this is so far the biggest step back we've encountered in a sophomore yeah. film because Bay I mean, went what do you from, think Bay went from bad boys to the rock which is a huge step mm. up oh god Juan went from saw to dead silence which is a huge step be careful laterally be careful uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> um <laughs> but this like i loved the replacement killers it's oh, just it's fucking dumb awesome. goofy and this was just dumb it was agonizing every step of the way. Dude. Uh, Roger Ebert somehow gave this movie three out of four stars. Whoa. Uh, now, w- w- how? I don't know. What? I Did he relapse when he saw it? I don't know. That is so bizarre. Like, I just looking at it because i went into it i didn't watch the trailer i i would see this at like blockbuster like on the shelf but i, I didn't watch it and stuff but like mm-hmm. going into it i was like oh the plot sounds interesting like i'm super down like you could put jamie fox in anything and he'll stand out like i'm totally on board mm-hmm. david morris i'm a i'm a coder i'm a morse coder Damn that's, our it. Fan club. <laughs> that's our fan club <laughs> either way <laughs> it's like it was so disappointing when after 45 minutes I was like, nah, I've kind of, I'm good for right now. Like it's been a long day at work. I kind of wanted to have something fun to do, but it was kind of like watching. It was like watching someone try and tell a story. It's like watching uh, me try and tell a story where it's just, it's, it goes on and, and it on, goes and on these weird tangents these tangents and then i and then the guy from breaking bad has breaking a weird bad hat. Shows up. yeah and then gosh i it was so strange to see him and the dude from oz uh the one of the main character guys from oz as the two like dumb wise guys and uh they had no purpose but just to introduce more characters to like pad the movie mm-hmm. well they're like the secondary because jamie fox has to be threatened both from the feds and from the streets you know and from doug hutchinson it's got to be like oh coming at him from all sides so like how much of that shit is so bullshit about like uh white versus black crime too like I was thinking about this, like uh, 
the idea that Jamie Foxx goes to prison for a year for stealing shrimp or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And Doug Hutchison is like, gets all of these resources and all of the shit. And they're like, it just is so weird what they'll do. You know what the difference will be for robbery and murder. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they do say it's not murder. It's that he had, the ability to like hack our nuclear codes and so like he's a special case but yet they but, couldn't like all of the times that they were so close to thwarting him mm-hmm. he got away and it was almost like he was like a super villain Hannibal Lecter thing it was super weird and a lot of this movie too like have you been picking up on any like visual like references in terms of Fuqua's direction or any of like maybe his influences no um at least not in this one on the last one a lot of the visual stylization really felt like a love letter to john woo Mm -hmm. um this it didn't feel like you know man on the streety like cassavetes or even scorsese Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like actiony like tony scott or uh even michael bay it just felt kind of like and I don't know how late Fuqua came onto this because Jamie Foxx had the original director fired uh, for creative oh. differences. So uh, the research on this movie was... We're keeping in the line about the shrimp and prawns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be a big part of this character. I couldn't find a ton on this movie, but I feel like that could have been part of it. Uh, it sounded like he came in relatively last minute. Um, from what I could find, mm-hmm. uh, these early days of the internet movies don't have as much uh, production history stuff to dig up. Like I, uh, I felt like a, a bunch of uh, like the quick uh, whip pans and like the way that like the city shot because a lot of it, or at least what I remember of a lot of it, was shot at like night, and mm-hmm. all of the sets and the. Like, even, like, location shooting felt super safe and, like, sterile. Like, everything didn't feel lived in. And when you're, like, setting it in New York and you're seeing, oh, cool, it's the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, but it all looks like just this typical, like, kind of avenue. It was just distracting. Um, But randomly, I, I thought of Joel Schumacher. And I think that I've, like thought of that for the replacement killers too there's parts of this that feel not like batman forever like in terms of like the neon and the over the top like theatricality mm-hmm. but the way that it's like shot to, to like a, a dollar effect it just reminded me of schumacher is it shoemaker or schumacher schumacher right schumacher yeah okay cool as long as he's not a carpenter but yeah. um <laughs> sorry um, but it's so interesting because he's not from LA, but I feel like he must have spent a lot more time in LA, like as his career developed. Because the LA, even in replacement killers where it's totally background, mm-hmm. feels lived in in a way that this movie doesn't. Um, and obviously, his next movie is Training Day, which is a pretty quintessential LA movie. I would argue this doesn't have that same level of like 
the burrows or you know it doesn't feel like it has a deep understanding of new york um but i'm the wrong person to ask about that no but i mean it, it 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 you're so right though because um i think we even talked about this before where it feels like jamie fox uh his circumstances are similar to michael rooker's and the replacement killers where they're both kind of unaware of the overall stake at hand mm-hmm. you know like jamie fox doesn't know that he's bait and that he's being tapped you know until way late in the movie and it's kind of like the michael rooker just being a dad and all this stuff unbeknownst the to him there's a is, hit you know michael rooker is not the main character of the fucking movie <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's the problem because there's all these like it cuts so frequently to the feds mm-hmm. and doug hutchison like shenanigans that it's just like who the fuck is the real like who are we with because a triumph for the feds doesn't feel like a triumph or a loss. Like when the, the explosion, the fake explosion thing happens mm-hmm. and the same goes for Jamie Foxx's character where it's like, well, I want to, it's just super weird. Like, I don't know if everyone's just misdirected from Antoine Fuqua or if it's like a script, like super basic script. I know. feel like it's a fairly fundamental story issue. Uh, if your character doesn't know that he's in danger then uh, hypothetically like it's uh hitchcock has a statement saying like Mm -hmm. something like action is the characters know there's a bomb under the table and they have to deal with it suspense is there's a bomb under the table and the characters don't know Mm -hmm. um so hypothetically there should be a lot of suspense about Jamie Foxx being in danger. But the problem is Hutchinson doesn't want to kill Fox yeah, because totally. he needs the information. So he Fox needs is the information of the yeah. Bronx zoo, my <laughs> wife. <laughs> so Fox never, uh, is in real danger other than from burn notice and Oz guy. Um, and they're like the biggest dipshits on earth uh oh they're so they're like they remind me of like the shitty non-rapey bad guys from the crow mm. you know where they're just fucking weird 2000s bad guys from the crow in sunshine it's it's interesting because i feel like i don't think fuqua ever does another comedy um because I've seen most of his films at this point. Uh, I think there are moments of levity, but this feels like him trying to do a comedy and it, it just doesn't have stakes and it doesn't have laughs. Uh, and I feel like he recognized comedy is not necessarily his strong suit. Uh, but the weird thing is it is it is built like an action movie first and foremost right yeah like yeah it's an action comedy so it kind of has like national security with martin uh lawrence and mm-hmm. steve zahn you know it's just like there's all these weird movies of this era that were action comedies that were neither you know you have to kind of unless you're someone who can blend genre really well like brett like, ratner brett ratner great example <laughs> yeah, or, but just like Shaun of the dead is a perfect example of that's a mm-hmm. horror movie but it's also a comedy and they lean into both so well that it has a, a tremendous impact on how it 
all of the information's delivered to your noggin. And that's why it's so goddamn fun. And this doesn't have that where it's like, oh, there's so many laugh out loud moments. It's more of like awkward, like for one, his brother's driving a port. Was it a Porsche that he's driving? Which is weird. Yeah. Like like a $50,000, like a soup. I don't know how expensive they are, but that's like super expensive, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. And then he's doing like finger puppet guns. And like, I was imagining being in a movie theater again and him doing that joke of like, he's doing like, okay, I'm going to act like I have guns Mm because this guy is like pointing a gun at him and he does it and then it doesn't work or something. And it's like, it's so cringy and not funny under any circumstance that it's, it's so awkward and it's frustrating because Jamie Foxx is so charming and he's a, he's a great actor. Like really, even in some of the shittier things that he's in, he always stands out. So it was especially strange because you'd think, Oh, comedy is totally in his ballpark. Okay. Side note real quick. Did I see that Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro in Spider-Man 3? Totally. What the fuck? I I think it's a, a fantastic idea, and I think I think that's the second worst Jamie Foxx performance after. The- <laughs> okay, the the electro. I was not a big fan of the Mark Webb, if that is your real name. It movie, is Spider Man movies. <laughs> it's like I was almost born to direct these. <laughs> yeah. um, but like the electro stuff was so bad. Like growing up. Uh, reading the comics and watching the show on fox kids i was gonna say fox news that'd be kind of fucking weird better Um, than what's on there it's very true but like it it just it is pretty fucking wild um fuck i forgot what i was talking about uh jamie fox being likable oh electro and unlikable that was just that was such a mess because it felt like no one gave a fuck anymore and we kind of have to keep pumping these out so that disney doesn't get the rights back mm-hmm. um and i feel like uh spoilers for the latest spider-man movie but when J. jonah jameson is revealed in the like credit sequence or whatever mm-hmm. it's kind of opening up this multiverse aspect of oh this is this toby Hooper kid Spider-Man is uh are both of the kids as Spider-Man named Toby like Toby Maguire and is this Tom Holland sorry yeah it's Tom Holland they're all that's Toby all Hooper some fucking the Texas white kids massacre oh shit uh, okay that would be awesome by the way <laughs> if Toby yeah. Hooper came back from the dead Marvel zombies fuck yeah call me call me Disney call me um <laughs> But like it opens up, I think uh, Doctor Strange was just or uh, Cumberbatch was just announced that he's going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. And it's making me think of Sam uh, Raimi is doing the multiverse madness, like Doctor Strange thing Uh that they're going to totally shift this shift this bitch as we call it in comic books. But it's like you could then have Tobey Maguire currently training miles morales like you could go in so many different cool directions where it's like you could basically do the spider-verse thing but in the mcu or Um, the like batman speaking of schumacher uh uh it's like you could have michael keaton and then you could have val kilmer and then you could mm -hmm. have george clooney and it's it's batman is all of us you know it's like like, the spider-verse has already established that totally you could have say Toby Maguire's Spider-Man come back and be like murdered 
in the first spoiler alerts for Enter the Spider Verse, uh, yeah. fairly early on. Or um, but yeah, that's far more interesting than bait. Um, yeah, fucking <laughs> a. I kind of want to watch those movies again. Like Into the Spider Verse was fucking awesome, but I think that he'll be in, reintroduced in that regard. Where I bet he'll have a completely different redesign kind of like Deadpool with Ryan uh, Reynolds, Reynolds where yeah. like in X-Men origins, the Wolverine movie or whatever he was fucking, I don't know what the hell they did, but then when he was like reintroduced in Deadpool, the movie, then he's like much closer to the, with the Merc with the mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be kind of like that. I mean, if you have Jamie Foxx, like, focused and supported and given a good script for him to like do what he does Mm -hmm. then you could totally get a completely cool take on that so i'm kind of i'm kind of pumped about it but again i mean it's just i love jamie fox uh it's just (sighs) boy this movie made me question my love of jamie fox yeah Anyways, uh, there's a big showdown at the horse track, and it's really dumb. Uh, like, there's a giant bomb that his wife or his ex girlfriend and his kid get strapped to, and then he has to ride a horse the wrong way on the track, and that get to the van, and then drive the van up like into the water and jump out of it and it explodes and there's no fucking way he would survive that explosion by the way uh but like all of that has the potential to be cool and exciting but none of it is Uh, why i just i'm so confused like i could not figure out what was wrong with this movie i thought i was having a stroke well because it feels like a timepiece, like everything is put in to go to the next point. Like, so the movie can just unwind. Uh, every single beat is like what they tell you to do in screenwriting school, like plant this here. So there's a payoff at the track later, but there's no character. And it's kind of like the, uh, the sixth sense Bruce Willis thing where he's like uh, telling Haley Joel Osment a story, you know, a bedtime story. And he's like, okay. And then we're driving mm-hmm. and then we keep driving and driving. And then Haley Joel Osment's just like, no, but this is fucking boring. You have to like run out of gas. And it's like, that is literally like screenwriting one oh one is like, you need, you can't show something or introduce something without a payoff. And you can't like, you have to introduce conflict so that we have adversity to overcome. Well, you know, and, and it's like, this it's, movie doesn't like, there's no conflict until the final 15 minutes, because we've established that this guy is not going to kill Jamie Foxx. And he doesn't know about the people Jamie Foxx cares about. So without that, he's going to kill the feds that are also being dicks to Jamie Foxx. Like, Big old jack off motion for me. Yeah, uh, totally. And it's like, oh, these same feds who like sold out this private citizen's information to put him at risk, possibly mm-hmm. to be murdered. And that's cool. We're rooting for them. Fuck you. Yep. Yeah, it was such a weird movie. And like the the idea that this was a huge bomb too. like 
Uh, it's, oh, what a surprise. <laughs> it, no, but I mean, it was like bad. I think it was what, 40 million on, and it returned like 16 or something. Like it was really bad. I'm really I think it was 51 million and it returned 15. Uh, Where did they spend that 51 million? David Morse's hairline? Killing horses, maybe? Like, <laughs> I didn't watch through the credits to see if it had the approved by the Humane Society thing, but that shit at the horse track, I was like, man, that uh, that Dustin Hoffman HBO show got canceled because they killed too many horses, and like, yeah. this one scene looks like it put a whole track's worth of horses out. Oh, yeah. It uh, certainly trespassed over me. I don't get just, it. Just broke another law animal harm and trespassing over me the viewer <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> i apologize no. are you still at that address i could send my i'm sorry letter to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the other day i said like something like oh and i didn't even receive a john deere letter or something and i was like fuck i meant a dear john letter <laughs> so <laughs> dumb and dumber has now broken me where like i can't even use that phrase because i'm gonna say john deere <laughs> Dude, I fucking kind of love that. Uh, like, I just straight up don't use it because I say it wrong every time. I suppose anyway. we should wrap this up. Would you recommend this movie? No, and that's what bums me out. Like, I really didn't care for this. I'm really excited to kind of see the redemption streak with Training Day, which I remembered I liked. I just really... Its biggest fault was it was so boring because I didn't care about anything, and that's really... I feel like one of the worst things you can do for a piece of entertainment. Yeah. Uh, I would say bait more like, butt. uh, <laughs> go fuck yourselves because both of them stink. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope oh, you're having cute. a great week. That's so cute. Uh, rate review, subscribe and go fuck yourselves. Bye. Oh yeah. And we're doing training day next week. TD. For the